Welcome to Headliners, the podcast. This is the paper review that won't put you to sleep. You can catch us live every night from 11 on GB News with a panel of top-notch comedians going through the biggest stories hitting the next day's papers. But don't worry, if you miss it, you can catch up here after every show. So let's do it. Welcome to Headliners. You're watching Headliners, a first look at Sunday's papers in the company of two of Britain's finest comedians. Tonight, the most medicated double act since Smith-Klein Beecham. Do not operate heavy machinery when these two are in action. I'm talking about the effervescent, pain-killing Josh Howie and someone that will settle any tummy, Nick Dixon. Gentlemen, um, I'm furious about the weather. What's going on? Josh Howie? Can we, can we do something about it? And who's to blame? Well, the Tory government, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those super cold. Brexit. Apparently, there's a super cold, but it's not quite COVID. Okay. So there's like sort of second division below yeah, COVID. Yeah. So it's annoying because I feel rubbish. I've got a blocked nose, but I'm not ill enough to stay at home. And you're not getting the sympathy. And you've not told us. We're sat quite near to you. That's what's bothering me. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a famous hypochondriac, well, of course. Yeah. And by the way, the weather is just the harp weather systems. It's all controlled by the government. That's what I was told, actually. And on that conspiratorial note, <laughs> here are tomorrow's front pages. And let's start with the Sunday Telegraph. PM's plan for seven nuclear stations, new development vehicle, will slash planning red tape to increase Britain's energy self-reliance. What's not to like? Russians, meanwhile, are booby-trapping corpses and homes as that awful war takes an even darker hue. The Independent next... Refugees welcome. Ministers urged to axe needless bureaucracy. The Observer. Tories fear poll disaster over high taxes. And Russians used children as human shields near Kyiv. The Sunday Mirror now. Tory U-turn after outcry. Hypocrite Rob failed to stop baby P mum's release. The Sunday Times now. Bodies of mutilated children among the horrors the Russians left behind. A difficult headline to read out, let alone process. Tory MP suspended after sex and cocaine claims. I'll be discussing that with my comedian guests shortly. Sunday Express sees back stolen billions to cut tax. With £37 billion lost to the pandemic's theme park for fraudsters, calls grow to take the money back and ease the cost of living crisis. Good luck with that one. And the Daily Star Sunday, crime exclusive. Swipe right for a monster. Baby P's mum is on a dating app. And those are your front pages. And we lead with the observer and the cost of living seemingly includes political costs, Josh. Yeah, so the Tories are scared. They're scared. They're uh, afraid of what's going to happen in the May elections. And they're obviously getting some feedback uh, that they are not universally loved. And certainly nothing like the election result they got uh, in 2019. And uh, a lot of it's to do with high, you know, high taxes. Yeah. So a lot of Tories, senior Tories are panicking. And they're basically complaining uh, to Rishi Sunak for putting up taxes. It's kind of amazing. Like I think we're the only G7 country to be putting up taxes at yeah. the moment. 
yeah. at this time when things are so tough for so many people mm -hmm. and getting it tougher. Uh, it is kind of amazing what he's doing. And he's like sort of going, oh, yeah, we're going to change the tax rate to 19p instead of 20p in 2024. People don't need help in 2024. They need help now. Yeah. Do, do you think actually that the Partygate scandal has been oversold in terms of the political damage and that we can once again invoke the famous catchphrase of... Bill Clinton, it's the economy, stupid. Yeah, that's always what people are going to care about. Pounding that, the pocket. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to look at their bank accounts, they're going to see the bills going up, yeah. and, the, and people are, are scared. But that's not to say I think that Partygate has gone away, mm. and I think it is going to still... It's going to be one of those things that's just going to keep on coming back and hurting. Well, the problem with Partygate is that it's unquantifiable, that the mm. Prime Minister doesn't know what's still being you know, withheld and, and to be released at some point. It's like a sword of Damocles hanging over the Prime Minister, isn't it? Yeah, well, like a pebble in the in the sandals or whatever. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's... Thorn uh, in the side? Thorn, we can use yeah. many analogies a, here. A bad rash? Like a... All of that's going to be spread through his body, yes. <laughs> it's going to turn into... Political eczema. It's just... It's bad. It's, it's not good for Mark, you're it supposed to bad. fill time at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got 20 stories we're going to get through. <laughs> is, it, is it time for an ad break? So soon. Uh, Nick, what do you think about this? Uh, are, we, are we overstating the threat to the government from uh, the economic situation? Well, there's a sort of tax war within the Tory party, and I know this because I researched this for your show a couple of months ago, then you didn't ask me about it, so I'm so glad I've got a chance you, to talk about that. Use that homework. Because Sunak... So to be fair to Sunak, right, he's, he's really against debt for the next generation. So he believes in taxes and cuts because he doesn't want to burden the next generation with debt, whereas someone like IDS wants, much, wants lower taxes to stimulate growth. So this is the argument. And Truss, I believe, or last I heard, was very against the national insurance increase, whereas Rishi wants it. And the, and the critique of the, S, of the Red Wall is that they're sort of like the SDP. They want higher spending than Tories typically want, but they also, the critique is they also want lower taxes magically. So that's the kind of tax war within the, the Tories. Yeah, of course, it will affect them at the polls, but they've got to go with one way or the other. Sunak presumably is going to win because he's the chancellor. Yes, it does look like it, and I don't think the Prime Minister could handle, uh, could handle a resignation from Number 11 at this point. The Sunday Times are leading with yet another tale of woe for the Conservative Party, this time a sleaze expose. Nick? Yeah, Tory sleaze, that's weird, isn't it? It's, it's Tory MP David Warburton suspended after sex and drugs allegations. You might remember him because he, he lost a lot of weight during lockdown, and there was this great picture of him saying, hey, look at all this weight I've lost. But, so that was great, but then unfortunately that's led to a kind of, perhaps that's led to a kind of new lifestyle for him where he's got a bit carried away because he's been involved in uh, cocaine. So he, he got someone to order cocaine and they complained that 160 pounds was a lot. He said it was actually quite good value. And then there was a sexual, sexual harassment claim uh, with this person. I can't remember who the woman was, but um, he, he, perhaps Josh could tell you, but he ended up... I'll just make it up. He ended fun. up, the point, because the, the fun part um, is... <laughs> he ended up, she got into her pyjamas, was the, the key part, to try and get rid of him. This is the allegation. But he, she came out and he was suddenly naked and he claimed that he always slept nude, that it wasn't a big deal. Then he got into bed with her, which is when she said he, he, he sexually harassed her. That's when it got a bit weird. And um, yeah, and, there's, and he WhatsApped her the next day saying, I promise I won't remove all my clothes again. We've all had those WhatsApps, Mark, from you, but the... Yeah. I've, actually, I've actually got that as the, the default text message if I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm driving. 
Yeah. Sleep nude? Yeah, just uh, apologies, I was naked. That's that, right. It, so it, it, works. I'm using it works for so much of my correspondence. <laughs> just, it's, a good, it's a good cover uh, for, uh, for your behaviour. But uh, again, this is not a, not a good uh, look. It's like, it's like the 80s all over again. Yeah, it is. Like, it's an old fashioned political scandal, yeah, isn't it? It's good old Tories and cocaine and, yeah, yeah. and sexual miscreants. And, yeah, and well, it's, it's missing, though, an SM dungeon. Yes, don't you think? we need that. But they, but they, you know, and one of their other MPs was this week finally, um, he dropped uh, Charlie. Uh, uh, Elfit, he dropped mm. his uh, claim against uh, the Sunday Times because he was trying to conceal his his uh, being a rapist. Uh, and that's all sort of gone through now, so we can say that, as sexually assaulting two women. So Tory MPs are not doing particularly great at the moment. And But I didn't know this. So he said, yeah, like you said, it was £160 for two grams, and he said it was Spenny. I'd never heard of that before. Have you heard of the no, term Spenny? No. What, is this a nickname for cocaine? No, well, it's meant to be that that means it's quite good. I don't know if that's a posh thing what, or a spenny, street thing. No, spenny means it's good. That means it's expensive. Oh, spenny. So this is, is this a street thing or is this a posh thing? Well, I don't know because my, my 16-year-old son has told me, my 16-year-old son has told me that, uh, that, that sick is a good thing. Okay, yeah, that's ironic been, that's been after, since, like, the after the pandemic. I'm familiar with sick. Yeah. I'm a really big fan of yours, both of you, so I would yeah. imagine you're seriously ill, is what you would say on the street, or, or yeah. dying. Yeah, perhaps. not as ill as you, mate, but... <laughs> well, I try. Uh, there you go. Well, on that youthful note, let's move on to gridlock at Dover. This from The Observer, Josh. Yeah, unfortunately, this isn't really anything to do with Brexit. I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be like, come on, you Brexit, but this is what happens. But actually, no, this is a bunch of factors coming in together, one of them being um, the PO, and this is reported in The Guardian. Uh, but you remember those, the big motorway, uh, all the lorries queuing for miles and miles. Yeah. It's happening again, but it's a few factors, one of them being P&O ferries. So they fired all the people. Now they're trying to hire those people, but those people aren't passing the security checks. So this is obviously the worst. Are they trying to hire back the people they fired? No, they're not. They're trying to get people for like three pounds an hour and stuff. Right. Of like actual yeah. Are you rent. available or? Uh... <laughs> I've, I already get four pounds an hour here, so <laughs> it's totally fine. Whereas Nick, Nick's thinking, well, never uh, say never. never yeah. Showbiz yeah. is a rough business. I'm only on three fifty. Uh, so I'm weighing the, it up. Yeah. School holidays have just started. I can see you in a white suit, actually. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Why is well, that? Love Island style. Well, isn't that you, what the sailors wear? wear? You... Don't, don't the uh, don't the uh, the staff... I know, you know a lot more about sailors than we do, Mark. <laughs> Just what happened to your white suit? Mark? I used to wear it when you were doing comedy. Yeah, um, it, apparently it was very aging. <laughs> yeah, apparently I look like a poor man's John Travolta. How dare they? So I quickly uh, quickly got rid of that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever entertained on the cruise ships, either of you? I have. Uh, my act's not quite a cruise ship kind of act. It's no. like a sort of meta, self-deprecating but, commentary. The, <laughs> Your act probably is more suitable. Yeah, end, end of pier. Um, very, very, uh, very sort of stuff. I did a golf stuff. club last Wife night. Wife jokes. Golf club last night. It was very spenny. I bet it was. <laughs> I bet it was. And you were worth every penny of that, that yeah. spenny fee. Uh, brilliant stuff. Well, The Observer again. And <clears throat> autistic children are being let down by the health system, Nick. Yeah, autistic children wait up to five years for an NHS appointment, although according to them it's 5.36 years, but sorry, that's, uh, that's, that's terrible. It, it had autism, to be done. It, it's an autism yeah. joke and, you know, it, it kind of... I was going to ask how long you've been waiting, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I could see that coming. Yeah. And also, um, uh, 1,250 children with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder have had to wait an average of 46 weeks, but apparently they're totally chilled about it. And uh, 195 <laughs> weeks in the worst case. But obviously, we're, we're having harmless fun at the expense of children with mental disorders, but it's a very serious story. The NHS, you know, the NHS, let's, let's face it, we said last night on your show, the NHS is pretty broken, isn't it? People are, more and more people are talking about these massive waiting lists. We don't want to admit it, but it, mm. it is, it is, it's a huge problem. But we've got children waiting up to five years 
years in some cases. The average uh, for kids with autism was something like... Six, six months, I think. Yeah, 88 weeks. I mean... And that makes a big difference for yeah. people to get that diagnosis because you need the diagnosis to start getting the help. And that help does make a difference. But it's, this has been a problem for nearly probably a decade now where the, the, it's the mental health element of the NHS, which is massively underfunded. Yeah. And that stuff then bleeds into the other parts of the health service. And they, I can't believe this is still going on. They know that they've had this problem. They've had it for years. And obviously, it's only going to be worse after COVID, yes, after course. people being locked away for a couple of years. I'm not sure if you can even realistically expect the NHS to deal with mental health. You know what I mean? That's why I say we need to rethink the system. Can you re Obviously, we need NHS for emergencies. We need it for big operations things. Can you really expect them to provide good enough mental health? No, they do. And they need, but the point, what they need to do is be to like integrate it so it's a proper system. The mind, the body, they work together. You need those and things. And that should tie in with education and schools as well. Absolutely. Because a lot, of, a lot of these youngsters require special support in an educational setting. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, well, look, let's uh, crack on. That's a tough story. But here's another one. And it's from the Sunday Times. And uh, I struggle to accept the allegations in this one. China have been meddling mm. in geopolitical situations they potentially stand to benefit from. Say it isn't so, Nick. Yeah, China accused of hacking Ukraine days before Russian invasion. So there was already this rumor, wasn't there, that, that, that Russia had waited till after the, China, the, the Olympics to mm. invade. There was a rumor that they were colluding on that. And now the rumour is that uh, China staged a huge cyber attack on Ukraine's military, uh, more than 600 websites belonging to the defence ministry in Kiev. Uh, Kiev. And, um, yeah, I mean, of course, it's Ukraine saying this. It's, it's according to their security service. But that's the claim. And there's, Russia also tried to do an attack, but apparently you can tell the difference between China and Russia due to trademark tools. So, yeah, quite a scary idea that we've, we've encouraged, not encouraged, but that China and Russia have ended up allies now, which is like the last thing you want, isn't it? Nixon warned about all this, that we, if we didn't, if we, you, people accuse you of being a Putin apologist, but if we didn't work properly with Russia following the collapse of the USSR, that this kind of thing would happen. And, and that's what we've got now. We've got China and Russia colluding, according to this story. Yeah, that's obviously concerning. There's an axis of evil, if ever I saw one. Uh, back to politics, Josh, and trouble for the Labour Party in the Mail on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um... So it's funny. So this is like a very misleading headline. Strange that in the Mail on Sunday, uh, the headline true uh, two. It's a great paper, and I'm holding out for a column. Okay, you'll get it, mate. You'll get it. I believe in you. True uh, two pro, uh, pro Corbyn. Sorry, I can never say the word Cor Corbyn. Corbyn. <laughs> uh, Labour staffers. They don't like uh, it. Strangely, no. Uh, claim like they were a bucket. Can we provide you with a bucket to spit in every time <laughs> you say something? <laughs> um, were forced. They claim they were forced to quit. Um, under Keir Starmer after submitting sexual harassment claims against a senior party official. Now, this all happened before Keir Starmer became... You know, I'm not going to do a big loving about Keir Starmer. This all happened after under Jeremy Corbyn, under Jenny Formby, who was general secretary. Um, and essentially, uh, it's, it's such a sort of misleading thing to try and bring him into it. They quit. Based, they basically were going to get fired. Uh, essentially, but they quit in the first months of his leadership as he got rid of all of the trots who had sort of invaded Labour. Uh, uh, Laura Murray is the daughter of Andy Murray, who is like this multimillionaire aristocrat, member of a commu the, the Communist Party for 40 years before joining uh, Labour because of Corbyn. 
Um, and I mean, I some people may have heard of Laura Murray before because she was actually made head of complaint in the whole of the middle of the anti-Semitism crisis uh, in Labour. She was made head of the complaints process whilst absolutely defending Corbyn from ev everything like this and putting out tweets herself so much so that she got sued by Rachel Riley and Rachel Riley won £10,000 from her for libel because uh, Laura Murray called her dangerous. And, there, and Rachel Riley was defending... Um, uh, was was basically fighting anti-Semites. So for her to go, for Laura Murray to go and attack uh, Rachel Riley, who's this a great human being who's, who's been fighting these, these anti-Semites, and very very good at maths, and very good at maths. My my well. favorite thing about her is is the maths, not her looks. That's I'm really, actually, I'm an actually, signal. you know, Mark, I'm this, at is, that this age. has only been the last five years of my life fighting this stuff, but if you want to go in... <laughs> with, when stuff. I watch Countdown, everyone's so focused on the dresses oh and my God. And I'm like, how does she do that? Uh, I'm Arith trying to destroy... <laughs> arithmetic. No, listen, I mean, this is, this is a time when the Labour Party were reluctant to follow an internationally accepted definition they, of what, yeah, yeah, what anti-Semitism was. And they broke the law. They broke the Equality and Shocking. Human Rights Act. You know, uh, uh, yeah. So they broke the Equality Law. Uh, she was part of that whole, part of Labour at the time. These and Rachel, two women, Rachel Riley, who's good at maths, took absolute pelters for being so Oh, my principled. God, the abuse that she got was absolutely insane. She's a proper hero. Yeah. So what they're saying, just before Corbyn left power... The, the Labour Party, they commissioned their own internal report, basically, mm. which was this kind of whitewash report that supposedly she, Laura Murray and this other, uh, um, and Georgie Robertson were involved yeah. in compiling. They leaked it. Like they said, basically, they were like, we're going to put it out. And the lawyers looked at it and went, no, you can't do that because we're going to get sued. And this stuff is basically all just lies. Yeah. And they, but they, so they leaked it. There's some I, people are saying maybe these, these two were part of the people who leaked it. Like, that's not confirmed. But it came out, and now Labour might go bankrupt. Exactly what the lawyers said, don't do it, yeah. because it, they, they didn't redact any names. So all these names are, like, out there. The whole thing's great. So when they say here this thing that they were gagged, part of that policy was, like, if you sign this document, if you are found guilty to have leaked this document, you personally are held liable for any of this people like the Labour being sued. So, of course, they're not going to sign that because they would, even though Laura Murray's family probably got the money to be able to pay that, mm. they don't want to be liable for it. So that is also part of the reason why they didn't sell. That's not to say if something happened to them. But, I mean, what the, the complaint was that someone was overbearing and possessive and pressured them for drinks and uh, made inappropriate comments. Of course, that stuff needs to be looked to. But I've got to say... People like Socialist Workers' Party and stuff are, have been terrible in the past when it comes to the treatment of women and covering up rape and whatever. The far left are disgusting and their attitude towards women even more so. There was a perception that Corbyn's Labour Party, if not Corbyn himself, but those around him, was toxic at best. Absolutely. And this, this, is, sort of, this is the stuff that was going on there. And, and supposedly for the kind people, why, why, is this, why, are this, why is this happening under Corbyn's leadership? Did Labour get its house in order in relation to anti-Semitism? Have, have those ghosts been, um, you know, dispelled or, or I, not? The, the genie's out of the bottle. Mm. I think Keir Starmer's done a lot. It's been a... There's a there's he actually there's cares. So he much. actually seems to care. I think Absolutely. And I think he wants to get into power to make this country better. And I, I think he can. Well, let's not get carried away. Whatever. That's what I think. He's got good hair. 
He's got good hair. I'll follow anyone with He's good He's not hair. good at maths like Rachel Riley. No, but then... Which know. is my... That's my takeaway with that, Rachel that's Riley. That's all you care. It's the arithmetic. He's obsessed about this maths it's good thing. That like, we're, I bet she can do takeaway... But take what he'll away. do is he'll increase the budget for the school system to make people good at maths. So Rachel Riley won't, won't have to be solely doing... How about Rachel now? Riley for Chancellor? She'd be more, more Instagram-friendly than uh, Rishi Sunak, wouldn't she? I th just think I, of the photo ops. I'm sensing a Daily Mail column for I you, so. I'm just picturing a picture of Rachel Riley filling a red Kia outside of Sainsbury's. Oh, my God. I'm just glad we've covered some uh, Labour sleeves, because normally yeah. it's the Tories, but it's good to see Labour levelling well, up. Well, it's Labour... The point <laughs> is, up. it's old Labour sleeves. This is mm -hmm. Labour sleeves under Corbyn, under Jenny Formby, and it's ridiculous for them to try and tie it to Keir Starmer. She's still Jenny for the block. From the block. Let's, let's pretend Probably, that works. Yeah. We'll, what we'll do, we'll, we'll workshop it during the break and, okay. and we'll, we'll make it better for part three. Um, that's it for the first part of the show. Um, wonderful to have your company. We've got lots more to come there. We always do the rubbish bit at the beginning, as you'll have noticed. Um, lots to come, including <laughs> puppies, indoor barbecues, and I'll be attempting to tease out a philosophical discussion between these two towering intellects on the nature of art and the artist. Wish me luck. Oh, well, See you shortly. I'm actually ready for that bit. Good. Move back from the edge of your seat. The wait is over. We have returned. It's Headliners. I'm Mark Dolan. And with me looking at tomorrow's papers, to my left is Josh Howey. And even further left is Nick Dixon. Or is it the other way around? More developments from the greatest night of television history. Uh, Josh, the Oscars, the slap. Yes, the slap that's running around the world, everyone says. Yes, this is The Sun, uh, but I'm sure it's now the newspapers. Well. Will Smith has resigned from the, uh, from the Academy of Motion Picks and Arts uh, after the, the slap. Um, this is, I think it's now, like it says here, the start, that they said that, that, that he's in a two-week bid to save his career. I don't know where anyone came up with this two. <laughs> he has two weeks to save his career, it's trying to sort of put this time period. Right? But yeah, I think it's an interesting thing that happened because I think it's that... He didn't, I don't think he even realised how bad it was because, you know, he's standing up in front of his colleagues. They're all clapping him and celebrating him. And that would have been the moment. I think if at that time, if he'd gone up for that award and he'd said, you know what, half an hour ago, I really messed up. I'm really sorry. I've got some issues from my past. And I need, that would have been the time to do it. Correct. Doing it now that I think that, 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 we put, like it sort of seemed like it was a joke and it was fun. And I think as time has gone on, the severity of the crime has somehow become more established. Like you're like, wait a minute, this is a, a some guy was doing his job, just working. It was a, a joke. He didn't necessarily know whether he had he had a piece, a piece or not. You look at the photos of her. She's got a very. I mean, this is this is baldness. The, what is going on here? She had like a tiny line of missing hair that she uh, look, shaved. Look, she, she looks like bloody David Hasselhoff compared to you. Thank you so much. That's what a, yeah. Uh, you know, so, I'm trying to think of a celebrity with a lot of hair. The best the, I had was the Hoff. The Hoff. He came That's all I could get. Yeah. Little, you know what? She spent uh, teenage youth <laughs> for you there. Yeah, no, I was trying to think of other, other characters. But look, American the, the, Werewolf. There's loads you could have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that, 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 of course, that could be problematic. Like, but you always Bob. bring up the Hoff. It's really strange. You and Rachel Riley and the Hoff. It's like some weird threesome. The thing about Rachel Riley, it's, it's her <laughs> mathematics. <laughs> you started off again. 
It's like she does you're, these. You're she, in awe of her brain. Well, they got these really long numbers, and she quickly adds them up, just like like that. <laughs> you're watching too much daytime TV. Like that. That's we, the place. Yeah. No calculator. I watched some really good YouTube videos about her maths. Can, it's, I, it's, can I just say one thing before we go? Yes, I want you to say your yes. thing. I just want to say that it's funny that he they, that he said in his in this thing he's put out that he's quit the academy. He said he's he's he will accept any additional consequences. Like, mate, yeah, you will accept. How, how it nice is you? How, <laughs> like, <laughs> I will. I not accept that, and I will keep my Oscar. Thank that's like having an affair and saying yeah. to your wife, I will accept I will, the consequences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I welcome the inquiry into why I shagged <laughs> your, yeah. your best mate. It's, I, mean, I mean, look, do you know what I thought was most shocking? Are you ready for my hot take? Here we go. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a famous contrarian. Okay, here we go. Uh, I think that, weirdly, the worst part of, of that whole scene at the Oscars yeah. was the swearing afterwards. And I'll tell you for why. Obviously, okay. the slap was, was, was horrific. Yeah. But if he had only walked on stage and slapped him and then sat down, you could nearly call that a stunt. Okay. But then what happened is that he sat there and he's like, you were effing this and you were effing that. And there was something so unedifying about this, what is it, 80, 90-year-old ceremony where you've had, you know, Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra and Charlie Chaplin. And they never swore. <laughs> they never swore. I mean, Charlie, of course, didn't speak at all, did he? But, but, you know, this venerated institution of the Oscars, the Academy, and he sat there effing and jeffing on live telly. I, I actually was more offended by the swearing. And that was the moment where I, where I thought this is very damaging. Yeah, that, that's the most pathetic take I've ever heard. It's not heard. great, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was like a monologue that, waiting that to happen. That's the worst thing I've heard. Well right. done. Congratulations to you. But I've read some pretty amazingly worry. bad takes on it, and that one is... It, it was, it was, it was, and you know what? I take the consequences let's of my bad take. Let's hear the dicks of bad take. <laughs> Go on, take well, me down, baby. Firstly, two weeks to uh, save his career was... It reminded me of two weeks to flatten the curve, so he's probably got more like three years. Mm. Am I right? Good point. Uh, hey, hey, thank you. COVID. But... Well, I want, he won't forget. We, we've already no, covered let this. Let it go, Nick. Let it we, go. We've already covered this uh, on this show, so I won't talk about it too much, but I, I know Will, obviously. I've worked with him, mm. met his son and his nephew. Great. I, I liked him. He's a great guy. So I feel bad for Will. What Will needs to do is return to God and get in a very closed, non-open marriage because it's this open marriage stuff. It's his wife. She's, I don't want to say she's satanic, but, you know. Nick, I've, was that to... But Wow. Yeah. You know, so you're saying the satanic <laughs> is why she's lost her head? Well, no, she, um, that was you, too strong. You, how much satanic, do you think I do? <laughs> in, in hindsight, satanic was a bit strong. But she's, uh, I'm winding it back. But I'm not sure about his wife. And, and I'm a bit worried about him. Why is he in this open relationship? He's let Hollywood corrupt him is what I'm trying to suggest. Mm. And I think in his heart, he's good if he comes back to the truth and has a very closed, normal marriage. And my, the other thing I just wanted to say is, there's still people on the internet insisting this was a setup. Oh, yeah. And the only thing that bothers me about that is, like, it's so damaging for Will that, like... The only thing I can think of is like Whacking Phoenix when he was being an idiot whacking, to Letterman. Whacking. Remember, yeah, right. good one. Remember, yeah. remember when he was being really annoying to Letterman? It was like, why is he doing that? And yeah. it turned out to be some rubbish movie. Yeah. How good? That's the only thing it could be. But how good would the movie have to be to be worth destroying Will's career? And then you go, no, actually, we were filming a sort of independent movie, and this is all part of it. That's the only thing I can think. Because otherwise, why would it be a setup? Yeah, no, no, no. It's, but you've seen like the diagrams, like the, the arrows. Yeah. Have it's you like seen the thing on the cheek? The, 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 yeah. the patch on the cheek. Oh, it's, the secret patch, which is <laughs> definitely not Photoshop. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's madness. Yeah. Too right, it is madness indeed. And of course, that, uh, that soap opera will continue to play out on our screens. The Metro has more on the transgender cyclist cancelled, Nick, by uh, the cycling authorities. Oh, yeah, banned transgender cyclist Emily Bridges claims she has been demonised uh, and she's been blocked from competing in the British National Omnium Championships. And uh, there's an... Yeah, it's, it says that she... Has hit back at the sports governing body following its decision to prevent her from competing at this weekend's British. They didn't use the 
<laughs> I just put that in. Um, Did they use your sarcastic tone as no, well? No, they, they, they didn't. They this is quite interesting. She said, despite the public announcement, I still have little clarity around their finding of my ineligibility under the regulations. I'm guessing it's that you used to be a man. You know, that, that's my guess. I'm not trying to belittle it, but that's the reason, is it? Yeah. However, I'm about to give the other side, don't worry, before I get cancelled again. Yeah, for, there is be, not really another side well, to this. Well, the only side I've got is that that she was asked to do all these things and, and was told that it would be okay. She had all the testosterone checks. She did all this stuff. She re complied with it. So if you were told, do all this and it'll be yeah. fine, then it wasn't, you could be annoyed. Obviously, shouldn't be in it at all. Yeah, but, but, uh, you the, the, yeah you're right. The rules, the fact that yeah, she followed the rules, the rules were wrong. Yes. <laughs> Lowering your testosterone does not make... Does not in any way equalize the difference of going through male puberty. And that's a fact that has been proved scientifically now. Gosh, it's when did you become so far right? I don't know. <laughs> well, no, that's it. It's not all the, all the people I, I know who are gender critical are actually all on the left. Right. And yeah. that's been the thing about it. Of course, tra trans activists. Uh, and I'm not talking about trans people, I'm talking about trans activists who are pushing it. They're like, oh my God, JK Rowling, everybody's on the right if you dare to sort of say that biological sex is real. No, I just believe in biological sex being binary and I believe in science. Those are, you know, and now you're allowed to say it and it's legal, which is ridiculous. It had to be put out in law to be able to say that now. I mean, she says it here. She says, no one should have to choose between being who they are and participating in the sport that they love. She's absolutely right. Participate as a biological man. She has that right to do that. We're all getting cancelled. Some would disagree, but it's all about opinions. Let's oh, stay on the wrong. trans debate. <laughs> the Sunday Times are reporting on changes to trans people's prescriptions, Josh. <clears throat> More trans! Yeah. Well, more trans. I've already said my trans piece. I've got no more By the way, well, I, I keep saying Josh and looking at Nick, and I, I said Nick when I meant Josh earlier, and you know why? It's because it? you're like my children. Oh, I thought you were going to say Your parents get to a certain age and they, 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 they list all of the names of their children when they call for one children. You've got five. Does that mean I can borrow some money from you? Um, my mum yeah, does do can, that. You can have she some always money. gets the name wrong between me and my brother. I'm like, have you not mastered it by now? She gets it wrong almost 100% of yes, the time. Yes, but then again, you're adopted, so... Oh, there is uh, that. Uh, it's, come, it's come out now. Uh, this is in the Times. GPs will be paid for trans hormone prescriptions. What you must idea. be well behind now, this. In every, <laughs> in every single... <laughs> every single... Uh, not conspiracy, or every, everyone always says, follow the money. Follow the money. In America, they have a real issue here because it's, because in like the UK, for example, it's gone up 9,000% the referrals of young teenage girls uh, saying they're trans men and stuff. In America, similar numbers and huge amounts of money. These people who are pushing, these doctors, these who are pushing this, the, uh, this thing of transitioning, something for young women, is all, like, it turns out they're all being given a huge amount of money by drugs companies who are who, who so actually back in the day? Drugs. Back in the day, doctors were, were were giving you heart medications like statins that you didn't need to make money, yeah. or putting stents in there that were not required. So, well, this, so this and is, now it's it's uh, it's changing. Is, I mean, I don't want to come across. I know I'm next to Nick. I don't want to come across too conspiracy-ish. But this <laughs> stuff has been proved, and that's what's happening in America. To see it sort of come here in any kind of limited fashion like this, there is an issue where people who are trans are having there are long waiting lists to be able to be seen and whatever. But this has not been paired, again, with the mental health stuff, with people seeing therapists. Because just because someone, yes, there are people who are generally trans who believe they're born in the wrong body, but there also un might be 
underlying health conditions. And this thing of 9,000 going up 9,000% for these young women, the fact is not all of them are genuinely trans. They have fallen into it. It's a social contagion that's, that's happening. And look, there's 35% of them are autistic, which also ties to a previous story. Uh, also, a huge percentage of them... Uh, this has all come out because one of the doctors who's working for one of these clinics has come out and is now like a whistleblower and has said all this stuff that hasn't been looked into over the last 10 years. And a huge amount of them also might be having suffering from internalised homophobia. Mm -hmm. um, and to just be giving people hormones without the therapy, I think, is a massive, massive mistake. Also, is it the NHS's job to help people transition? Well, this is this is seeming what they're saying. They're saying if they're going to be giving like GPs now 178 right. pounds a year, they, yeah, to, to but this is for adults. Sorry, 178,000. No, no, per, per client per adult that they put onto hormones, mm. the GP is going to get 178 pounds. What about cancer and, treatment and type two diabetes? Why would you get any money attacks? for putting people onto? Like, What's going to be really interesting to see? This is happening in Sussex. They're getting 178 yeah. pounds a year for everyone they prescribe cross sex hormone therapy, will Sussex suddenly become the home of transgenders? I mean, it already probably is, Brighton's there, but you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be, uh, these in with these incentives, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You shouldn't, they shouldn't have incentive. Their incentive bizarre, should yeah. be it's to mental. make people better, not to prescribe a particular outcome. Well, it's time for the trilogy, the third section of our trans chat. Okay, Beautifully put three together. Men, three by, men, uh, By producer Martin's uh, put this together very well. It's the, the Mail on Sunday. And it's the debate we've all been waiting for. Can we separate the art from the artist? Yeah, it's not really part of the trans debate. This is uh, Rowers, BBC Radio 4 presenter, brackets, JK Rowling, alongside sex offenders R. Kelly and Eric Gill, and brands her views on gender identity very unpopular. So this was Tom Sutcliffe on the Radio 4 show, uh, Front Row. Now, so... It, 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 was t it was a bit tasteless to link it with Eric Gill. I mean, Eric Gill, if you don't know, he's a, uh, an incestuous sex offender. There's a statue. Pedophile. Pedophile. There's a statue of him outside Broadcasting House at the BBC, which, I mean, you could argue BBC housed sex offenders for years, so for them that's a kind of crest or coat of arms. But that statue probably shouldn't be there. But what they did, they, they were discussing how do you feel about the artist when they've done terrible things like that. Then they went on to... And I'm actually going to defend the BBC now, because then they went on to talk about J.K. Rowling. But R. Kelly as well, who, you know, sex, sex traffic. And, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they linked it, then they moved And also around. did that annoying I song, I, I Believe I Can Fly. Sorry, and then you mentioned Hitler? Sorry, the, I don't want to interrupt. No, no, it's they, fine. It, it's, it's really complicated. Because yeah. what it is, the, all the internet's saying what this guy... So it was Tom Sutcliffe, and they're saying what he did was tastelessly link J.K. Rowling with this. It was a bit of a crass transition, but the other thing he did, he said that he cited J.K. Rowling as having a clearly very unpopular opinion regarding gender identity, which he admitted later was wrong to say her opinion's actually probably popular. It's certainly a valid opinion. Mm. So he admitted that on their show Feedback. And he also, he also made it sound like he said that now that she's been categorised as a bigot, what he was actually doing, to be fair to him, there was this guy, Eric Hatala Mathers, on there, who had written a book where he had described her like that. He had, he had taken a sample of American academics who with sort of wacky views and their take on J.K. Rowling. And the, the presenter was trying to sort of summarise that. So he, so he later clarified on this feedback show, he wasn't trying to attack Rowling. He was just trying to sort of in, interview the author and he wasn't careful enough about how he expressed it. So I'm actually going to defend Sutcliffe because once I... Someone called it Peter Sutcliffe on Twitter, not Peter Sutcliffe. That would be a very different show. But I mean, this, So actually, I don't think he really did try to attack Rowling. He basically... It can happen to all of us on live TV. He sort or live radio, he clumsily kind of interrogated this guy and made it sound like he was... Although it strikes me as another sort of mainstream broadcaster, a public figure that throws J.K. Rowling under the bus. It seems to mm. be the fashionable thing to do. Yeah, and J.K. Rowling is someone who has 
classed herself out of being a billionaire by donating so much of her money to good causes. Yeah. And when he says, oh, her very un unpopular opinion regarding gender identity, what she is is fighting for women's rights. That's all she's doing. She's saying, yes, trans people live your life, whatever, but there are some areas, women's prisons, women's sports, women's spaces, where they come, these rights come into conflict with each other and we need to discuss it. And that's not been happening for years. And because she's dared to say that, the death threat, I mean, even today she's posting on Twitter, the death threat she gets, the rape threat she gets, just for standing up and saying, wait a minute, can we have a conversation about where these rights conflict and... Yeah, and I 100% yeah. agree with that, and the way Rowling's been treated is terrible. All I'm simply saying is this perhaps wasn't an example of it, because yeah. I've listened to the, both the original show and the show where he apologises when I could have been watching Man United this afternoon, and really all he was... <laughs> the stupid thing he did, it's a bit of a dumb question, he said, he asked if there's a major philosophical distinction between artists who've committed crimes and those who simply have unpopular opinions. Of course, there's a massive difference. Mm. It was a way to just... Well, interview the person, and he should have put it differently. I, it was, it was. I get stupid. your point, yeah. and I actually sent in a complaint to the BBC about oh, this particular you? show, because, like you say, it was clumsy. And when you're dealing with something like this, and the pylons that she gets, right, 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 you can't. He should have. Also, been I mean, briefly, can we stop saying that J.K. Rowling has views? Or, or, or opinions on biological sex. Yeah. These are not views or right? opinions, are they? Absolutely. I mean, you can just state that there are two biological sexes because that's what we were taught Absolutely. at school. And it's what any encyclopedia will Absolutely. tell you. And I think calling, calling the remarks that she has, has made uh, views or opinions is a, is a bit Absolutely. like with the Jimmy Carr scandal going, have you heard Jimmy Carr's comments recently about the Holocaust? <laughs> right, is right, that, no, right. no, he was making a joke. Uh, she was stating fact. Robert Winston, one of the most respected experts sure. in reproduction Absolutely. Uh, in the world, Professor Robert Winston said on Question Time, I'll get hate mail for this, but there are just two sexes. You can't change your sex. Uh, yeah. uh, not only is it your reproductive organs and your testosterone and puberty, yeah. every cell in your yeah, body. Your chromosomes. And, but this is the thing. He says he might get some hate mail no, I, 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 I'd be curious to see how much hate mail she, he got because she, and she was one of the first people to stand mm. up, certainly at her level, mm. and do it. And that has allowed other people to have this conversation. But I'm now. confused because you're a bit girly. I don't know what you possibly <laughs> mean. I don't even know where that's coming from. No, there's anything wrong with being a girl. Or trans, or there's anything. No, ah! there's, nothing, there's nothing about Josh Howie that is There's nothing fluid. wrong with anyone. There's nothing wrong with anybody. He's, he's yeah. fluid as it comes. And we've got more fluidity coming up in the final section of the show. I do love making them feel uncomfortable. That's the fluff out the way. Coming up, the really important stuff. Why having tiny arms is beneficial if you're a ferocious 30-foot-tall carnivore. And why dog whistles aren't very effective on Mars. See you in two. I realise my stomach's showing. Uh, there's no chemistry, but just turn it on for the cameras if you can. Okay. Welcome back to <laughs> Headliners with me, Mark Dolan, and Nick Dixon and Josh Howie, both really good friends. They, uh, they meet up socially. It seems there's well, We actually been... do. We live next to each other. We do... go to... We, well, we bump into each other. We do meet up socially. We, we share a Sainsbury's. We go to barbecues and cook-offs. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, do. Do comedians generally get on, by the way? Are they a species no. that befriend each other? <laughs> not, not with him, but yes, comedians not, do get on. As a general rule. Comedians get yeah. with each other and I'm separate. I'm more, I'm more of a serious broadcaster now. You're a thinker. 
It seems like there's been a spate of tragic dog attacks lately. Uh, awful thing, of course, these dog attacks. Perhaps the story from the Sunday Telegraph might illuminate why. Nick, tell me about the, the, this awful story. Oh, yeah. Puppies could be more dangerous after lockdown. So uh, the Kennel Club warns socialisation is critical in ensuring dogs do not develop dangerous behaviour after a spate of fatal attacks. I'm starting to think these lockdowns weren't a great idea, Mark. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, all, everything that's already happened and now the dogs. It says here, a spate of attacks on children by non-dangerous dog breeds. They don't sound that non-dangerous mm. to me. I'm a layman on this topic, but yeah, it's quite worrying. They've not learned to socialise because of lockdown and now they're going mental and attacking people. That's, that's it yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. I didn't like this particular report. I mean, yes, they're right to be highlighting this, the need for socialisation or whatever, but then they sort of go, children need to know when and how to safely interact with dogs. And that winds me up because yeah. if you are a dog owner, take care of your dog. All the time, I yeah, cannot stand I, it. My I mom's know. got a dog. It's like, oh, you would never attack anybody. Oh no, she would never. It's like, then the first thing she goes to my kids. Like that's what dogs do. They are animals. Stop thinking that your dog is the one dog Correct. that would never attack a child. If you've got a child and you've got a dog, keep the dog separate or keep fully aware. It drives me totally it's like, mad. It's totally like when agree. you see, you know, when you see a muzzle on a dog. You feel a mixture of emotions. You feel like, oh, good, it can't attack me. But it's the kind of dog that will because it's wearing a muzzle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But any any dog, any dog can attack and harm a child. Any dog. Okay. So if you own a dog and there's a child there, watch it. Don't leave the dog with the child and just assume, oh, this, this dog's never attacked anybody. That's what they do. Yeah, very, very wise words indeed. Um, how about this now? Happiness buttons, what are they? And do I have one anywhere on my body, Josh? I will speak to your wife about that particular thing. There might be an internal one somewhere. Um, this uh, is... I wouldn't ask her because her memory's not that good. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she probably want to forget that. We're going back to when Tony Blair was prime minister. Oh, right, oh it's been that long, is it? That how old your kids cool are? Cool Britannia. Your kids are like, <laughs> he was out of power. Nice. Cooler yeah. shaker were about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were massive. Um, so this is uh, in the Times. The, number 10 has put in happiness machines. You know those, when you go through passport, yeah, airport. airport, and it's like, how, what do you think of the service? How did we uh, touch your rectum in a calm, nice way or whatever it is? Ha yes, happy, whatever. So they put those in at number 10. This is uh, installed by the, the, uh, Samantha Jones, who's the new permanent secretary in it. Um, and they're not happy. The people in number 10 working are not happy about it. They think it's patronizing. And also I think- about the happy button. Can they vote on that? Yeah, can they, well, but this is the thing is, say that they find out everybody's unhappy. Well, then where do they do? Like, guys, we need to improve morale. I know, you know what we need? A party! <laughs> Let's get <laughs> that, everyone happy. That would fix it. That'll get everybody happy. What do you think about this culture of customer feedback? Because, you know, I can't now get a new tire on my car or buy a hamburger without being asked for my feedback online later. Sometimes you'll make a call to like the electricity company and they'll keep you on the line afterwards saying, please stick around because we've got questions for you. And then you've got to dob in poor old Sandra in the call center who was a bit rude with you. Really? Is you, and I love you're holding that grudge, are you? Well, I mean, I, to. I'm <laughs> happy to. <laughs> you you might think do. that Sandra is some generic but example is, for humour. No, no, she's called Sandra. She works for Scottish and Power. And she's out of line. And, and she, she... She was wrong. She did not change her tyre. I'd like get you that hamburger you needed. I'd like there to be a tribunal. Um, okay. I think she should keep her job, but a demotion It's nice to see you using your power in the media. <laughs> By the way, is there anything worse than anybody that has a public profile complaining about customer service on Twitter? 
My personal yeah, yeah. favourite was Piers Morgan, who I do like, but Piers Morgan was tweeting McDonald's about his bad delivery. Oh, my gosh. At that point, the world's gone mad, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like... I'm blocked by him, but it's a pity I'm missing that content. Blocked it's by gold. I'm blocked by McDonald's. You're not. No, I hope not. Uh, but there's also a funny thing. They've also incorporated, to try and make people happy, a, uh, a portal in the internet which allows like staff to anonymously praise um, other staff members and whatever. And there were, one of the comments was, Boris Johnson is the best prime minister ever, better than Churchill, a vitro cum laude. <laughs> it was by a B. Jansen. Oh, yeah, well, that would, that would do it. Uh, do you think that this culture of asking us how our experience was, whether you work at number 10 or if you're just a consumer, mm. um, is it making service better? Is it improving the quality of our no, life? No, it's, a, it's, a, it's to try and pretend that our opinion actually matters. Right. So is it, is it theatre? Yeah, absolutely, it's theatre. Of course it is, yeah. Mm. Saying that, I'll take a nice uh, retweet on Twitter. <laughs> that, that's not theatre. That means a lot. We'd love your feedback about this programme, so do send it in, mark at gbnews.uk. Warts and all, the good, the bad and the ugly. No, just please the good, I'm very delicate. <laughs> now, Sunday Times uh, once again, and uh, apparently IQ levels have fallen to the point where we need this kind of public announcement, Nick. Yep, don't use barbecues to heat home, families told. So Bill Bullen, the boss of uh, Utilita, Energy has said, told people not to use makeshift open fires for heating, like we're in Demolition Man. I added that last bit. Uh, he, and he said, I would urge everyone, no matter how much you're suffering with your energy bills, please not resort to using open barbecues and open fires in your home. So apart from the fire risk, there's apparently a carbon <coughs> monoxide risk. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take mine down immediately. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it really makes fools of all of us. Well, I, no, I just think he doesn't like the competition. Yeah. yeah, by the way. He just wants to make that money. God, there you go, you see. The truth will out. This uh, next article. Actually, let's, uh, should we go to, uh, let's go to the metaverse. We've got a story about the metaverse. Oh, Tell me more. OK, yeah. The metaverse is not designed for women. Sounds like something I'd just say, but it's actually the headline. Um, in December, I don't know why I do that to myself. In December 2021, Facebook's parent company, Meta, launched Horizon World, a virtual reality space where you could play games and socialise with people's virtual avatars if you had no friends. But unfortunately, days after its launch, uh, someone was assaulted. This uh, woman, Nina Jane Patel, says, within 60 seconds of joining, I was verbally and sexually harassed. Male avatars and male voices essentially gang-raped my avatar and took photos. Now, other people have come back and said that you can't be assaulted in the metaverse. And one person said, avatars don't have lower bodies to assault is an interesting argument. Mm. And someone else has said, you've obviously never played Fortnite. I'm not sure where that features. So, <laughs> so that's, that's the argument. Get a life, no? Yeah. That's exactly why I don't let my kids play Fortnite. Oh, very sensible. Mm. Sunday Times now, and it's high time that we stopped body shaming T-Rex, Nick. Yeah, this is a brilliant one. T-Rex's oh. tiny <laughs> arms may have been a lifesaver. So some theories say T-Rex's short arms were used in mating, which presumably made up for some things he couldn't do. But um, that's actually a really good joke that you both missed. But, um, but now there's a, new, there's a new theory that actually he had such tiny forearms because it kept them out of the way of snapping jaws so that he couldn't be uh, injured via his arms. So there's an interesting theory here that if, if, if several adult Tyrannosaurus were, were converging on a carcass, this guy said, what if your friend thinks you're getting a little too close? They might warn you by severing your arm. Not sure about this guy's friends, but yeah, the theory is he had short arms so he couldn't be, uh, his limbs couldn't be hacked mm. off, basically. Which, is, which also suggests that there's evidence that we always think of them as sort of solitary because we've all seen Jurassic World or Jurassic Park or whatever. But the idea, actually, they hunted in herds, which is even more terrifying, which is also kind of cool. 
It is slightly. Uh, you do wonder what the world is going to face next, don't you? We've had the pandemic. We've had the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Do you think maybe dinosaurs returning could I be the next thing? I think that could save Boris Johnson. It's true, that's by the way. Next, that's, what, that's the next thing. He's investing in dinosaurs to get that's so that's the good thing. Maybe he buys a, a pet dinosaur and installs it in the Downing Street yeah, garden. That's so. if you even think they were real. I mean I'm not even sure. They they always change it on there like the T-Rex had feathers, then it had then it's stuff about its arms. I'm not convinced about it. Well yeah, you don't believe in evolution. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> evolution, what's that? Sunday Telegraph now, and this story sounds like a bad Coldplay song, Josh. Yeah, so uh, this is a bizarre discovery that uh, life on Mars makes, well, this means that a real conversation is a real conversation killer. What they're basically trying to say is that sound travels differently and higher tones will travel faster on Mars because of the composition of, of the atmosphere. Mm. So uh, a conversation here, someone with a higher tone, let's say a woman. Rachel Riley. Rachel Riley. So she's going... Mathematics. Five plus five is ten. <laughs> That's gonna get. So her, no, she does harder sums than and that. You're, it would be okay. like eight hundred and seven. Ten plus ten is twenty. She does equations and stuff. That's as far, don't make me go to thirty. No, she's like That's long, as high as I I'm get. I'm talking okay. long division okay. matrices. Oh my god. Pythagoras. Ten divided by five is two. The point is, at a higher pitch, and I don't even I don't even know if Rachel has a particularly high voice, but at she a higher pitch, it will go faster to you. You'll mm. get the you'll get the information quicker than a man who was just going. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's going to travel slow through the atmosphere. That's interesting. If you're ever on Mars, that might be why you have some communication issues. The tone of your voice is very important. Margaret Thatcher got elocution lessons to, to drop the tone of her mm. voice because she was quite softer. squeaky when mm. she started. So do you think that the deeper voices, I mean, they carry well in space, but don't you think people with deeper voices do better in life generally on Earth? Yes, I do. Very, very much. <laughs> Listen to you. Very, very Auditioning for your this next is, voice. No, well, it's again. like when I went through puberty and I'd answer the phone. <laughs> when was that? Like, <laughs> no, it was very late. Last ad break. It went very, very late, and I would always I'd be like, hello, hello, you know, like, even though I had Really? What? Puberty. Pretend? Pretend. You could have been pretend a trans. Puberty. You could have been trans cyclist until you were about. I was definitely about 30. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, there's nothing I'd change about those two. The brilliant Nick Dixon, the marvellous Josh Howie. Thank you, chaps. Always such a treat. Do return did, did my best. to You're the welcome, studio when you can. <laughs> Thanks to my amazing team as well, Martin, Daryl and the gang. And we'll see you tomorrow at night. Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring.